Hey, Steve, can you help me out with this uh, pastry mix thing? Pastry mix? There's more than one kind, you know. Short crust, flaky, rough puff. Well, uh, Margaret's doing the strudel soup and I'm doing the pies. It's eggs I'm not sure of. Strudels. <laughs> I'd love to try some of that. It's noodle soup. You don't put eggs in a pastry anyway. It's eight ounces of flour, four ounces of margarine. Pinch of salt. Mix it up. Put it in the oven for 15 minutes. That's it. No eggs, no strudels, nothing. OK. That's simple. Okay. Really easy. <laughs> there are five guys in fifth year crying themselves to sleep over that. Six if you count the music teacher. <laughs> Rewatch movies from our youth to determine if they're problematic by today's standards. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Jen. Today we'll be discussing Gregory's Girl, which was released in the UK on the 23rd of April, 1981, Ireland on the 2nd of October, 1981, and in the US on the 26th of May, 1982. It was written and directed by Bill Forsyth and stars John Gordon Sinclair, D. Hepburn, Claire Grogan, and Cheek Murray? Check. Check Murray? Check. Check. check, like okay. check, chicken, right. check, check. Um, and it's it's Bill Forsyth. Okay, what did I say? <laughs> Forsyth. Uh, I close enough. <laughs> I butcher names. If I don't That's hear okay. a name, like I will. One of the worst names for me ever was Jake Gyllenhaal. Like I saw Donnie Darko, and I was like, I'm not even going to say this guy's name ever because I don't know how to say it. Yeah, this was at the tail end of when they still had um, voiceover on trailers. Mm. Uh, which they don't really do anymore, but he was in a movie called Moonlight Mile, and the voiceover said the names of the people in the movie, and I was so thrilled because I could finally say Jake Gyllenhaal's name because I now knew how to say it because I couldn't even guess. I'm I I am not good at guessing. No, I should have told you. I was I was going to tell you Chick Murray was Chick as in yeah. you know checking, but I should have told you both were safe and Chick Murray, but I forgot. So that's my fault. No, it's a feature of the podcast is me butchering names. So yeah. Know, fun. So what's going to happen is this, Jen and I have thought three problems the movie has for each, and the positive, and we'll have a little discussion about it. And the synopsis is, um, I forgot to write it down, <laughs> uh, it's uh, awkward teenager Gregory falls for the newest member of the school football team who happens to be a girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. And his friends are dicks. Right, so, mm-hmm. um, you have no history with this movie. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, we were shown this in school. Okay, I could see that. This and we weren't shown Bugsy Malone in school, but we had the script to Bugsy Malone at school and we had to read through that mm-hmm. in English class. And in English class, we also got to watch Gregory's Girl. We watched it over two periods, like one day and then the mm-hmm. next day. It was like Monday and Tuesday or something like that. Um, and that was the first time I ever saw it. And I've seen it a few times since. And it's considered a Scottish classic. Um, it's it's very well thought of in the UK, uh, and it spawned a sequel that I'm never ever going to watch. Yeah, I saw. I watched the trailer. So... For it. <laughs> um, because that's that's creepy. Because Gregory has become one of the teachers in this movie, mm-hmm. 
uh, and fantasizing over a, a teenage girl. So that's yeah. what. Anyway, what did you think of this movie then, Jens? Is it the first time you ever saw it? It was a cute movie. Um, mm-hmm. I did enjoy it to some extent, but I also couldn't watch it in one sitting. Like, it was just a little too boring for me to sit there and just watch it. So, um, but... Yeah, by, by today's standards, it is, it is a bit sort of... If you're used to, like, fast-paced American movies, mm-hmm. then watching this Scottish movie from 1980... Is a bit. It was. It was originally released in nineteen eighty at like a, a film theater or some a film festival. So it's classes nineteen eighty on like IMDb and stuff. But uh, the but wide cinema release in the UK was nineteen eighty one. So I had the same feeling watching it that I did the first time I saw Dazed and Confused. And um, to clarify, I love Dazed and Confused now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I loved it on the second viewing, but the first viewing I just remember being like waiting for the plot. Yeah, and there was no plot. There's no plot in Days Confused. And this movie, like, mm-hmm. I was waiting for some sort of incident or something, but it's just a guy with a crush on a girl. Like, it's it's a very simple story. Yeah. And so I probably would have been more into it if I'd understood that there was n- not going to be, like, a huge plot or anything. Yeah, like, no one was going to get hit by a car or there wasn't going to be a fire in the school or something. Yeah, like, I thought maybe he would, I thought it might be about his, like, relationship with this girl or whatever, when mm-hmm. really it's just about a crush. So, yeah, I might have enjoyed it more had I known how simple it was going to be. Yeah. Occasionally I see a movie where it's, like, my lack of preparation for what I'm about to watch actually, like, hurts me. Mm-hmm. Which is very different from like like my husband yesterday was talking about we were talking about whether or not we wanted to watch the barbarian and i was like yeah i didn't care about it and then i found out what it was about and so now i'm interested and he was like oh i read you're not supposed to know anything about it so i don't know anything about this movie at all and i'm like i i need to know things i need to know some (laughs) shit before i go into a movie it's very rare that i go into a movie completely blind and completely enjoy the movie yeah although there have been times where i wish i did yeah okay fair enough yeah, so the short answer is this movie was cute. Yeah, I don't love it. Yeah, I I'm probably an outlier <laughs> in, in, in Scotland, but I do appreciate it for what it does and um, its cultural impact. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and Claire Grogan, who plays Susan, that the girl yeah, that can we talk about Gregory this for a second? With... Can we talk about how annoyed <laughs> I am right now? Okay. Ever since I looked her up. Mm-hmm. I thought about her about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. I've had that goddamn happy birthday song stuck in my head. <laughs> I cannot hear that song or have anyone even suggest that song to me without me getting yeah. it stuck in my head for hours. And yeah. it's a cute song. I don't hate it, but I don't like it being stuck in my head. Well, check out um, I Could Be Happy, which is another one of their hits. Okay. And that's that's a far superior song. Yeah. So I, well, because when I looked her up, I saw, you know... IMDb shows you featured credits mm-hmm. and it said um, House Bunny writer and I was like this chick wrote House Bunny? What the fuck? So I go and I look at her filmography but there's no writer category for her. No. So th- But then I see the music and I'm like oh she did music and I looked to see what she had in House Bunny and I saw and I was like god damn it is it this damn song? And so then I had to check <laughs> and I, I went and listened to the song or I listened to even it was just a few seconds of the song and it stuck in my head and I was like yep Yep, she sang, she sang that song. Yeah, Altered Images is the name of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I never knew who sang that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she be- she became massive in the UK with 
Altered Images, and they've just released a new album recently. Their first album in like 40 years or something. Um, so, yeah. And she was also in Red Dwarf. She was mm-hmm. the first, uh, for people who know, she was the first Kachansky. Um, Lister's would-be girlfriend in uh, Red Dwarf in the first season. But uh, then she, someone else took over the role later on. So, anyway. Just wanted to mention Claire Grogan. But yeah, I could be happy to check that song out. It's great. Yeah, I definitely was going to bring her up if you hadn't. Yeah. My first problem is just before Dorothy gets introduced, just before we meet her for the first thing, mm-hmm. and before she comes out and talks to the PE teacher and says, I want to become a footballer. You pan over all these boys that are standing, and one of them's just picking his nose. Yeah. He's just digging for yeah, gold. Yeah, going there. for it. And it's gross. And I, and, and I don't like that kind of thing. So that's one of my problems. All right. That's a simple problem. It's a very simple problem. I have very simple problems, too. Because this movie, like, there wasn't much to have a problem with, honestly. No, I mean, there's some slightly sort of dated attitudes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was 1980. Uh, so what is your first problem? Um, It's one specific line. <laughs> right. Um, 10 years old with the body of a woman at 13. That's my third problem. Yeah, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. That along with just the whole way that Billy talks to Madeline mm-hmm. um, and is like, you Gregory's girl. And I'm like, she is a child. That's yeah. disgusting. She's very clearly a child. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> I, oof, oof. That, but, but it's not. It's not Billy that says the line, though. Oh, I thought it's it was Andy. Billy. that says the line. Andy. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Billy's the one who, who's chatting around. Yeah, I know. It's but it's Andy that yeah. says the line. Yeah. His best friend says the line. Yeah. Well, one of his best friends. So it's 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 very gross. Yeah, but just the way that sort of women like the teenagers. I mean, Madeline's ten, but the teenagers in general, female ones, just kind of get treated in this movie mm-hmm. like when. Billy is doing the window cleaning with his boss mm-hmm. and he's pointing to um, Dorothy and it's like, for look at her. That's, that's who I was telling you about, look. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of gross as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's my third problem. So we're way, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you might as well just say your second problem then because I've I've... You've said one, I've said one, you've said one, and I've said one. So Yeah, and this is one where I don't have backups. So I find the gym teacher creepy, but I don't know if I'm supposed to find him creepy. Like, when he goes into the um, locker room to talk to Dorothy, yeah, he comes off as very, very creepy to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure, I'm still unclear if he's supposed to be, like, being inappropriate with her or not. I don't think so. Okay. I think, uh, when he goes in there, I think that's a PE teacher... Um, accepting Dorothy as being a really good player and wanting her to be part of the team. Okay. So that's him sort of getting, not redemption, but that's him getting his story arc. It's like, because he, after he talked to the head teacher and he's like, you know what, I actually do think Dorothy's great and I think she mm-hmm. should be uh, in the team. So that's him accepting it and talking to Dorothy about it. Okay, I get And I, helping her out and giving her tips because he hasn't really done that before. I like it the way you explain it. But as a woman, mm-hmm. yeah, no. the way he's talking to her at first, before he like gets into like showing, showing like physically showing her tips, which that was yeah. just kind of cute. Like when he's talking about like having to use her butt, I forget the exact wording he yeah. used, like stuff like that. I'm like, 
have a gym teacher, a male gym teacher come into the room where I'm the only person there and he talks to me the way he's talking at first, I'm going to be really creeped out. No, I get that. I understand that. And I did think that myself too. Like, I, I can see that, but I don't think that's intention. I just mm. think that he's been genuinely nice. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I just don't think, because that sort of thing, that sort of thing was sort of accept- acceptable then. Mm-hmm. Like being that close to someone to talk to them and maybe just giving a little tap. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just friendly. He's not. I don't. He's one of the teachers that isn't a creep. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that's to show that he's just a genuinely nice guy who wants this girl to be in his team because she's good. And then the wee dance that they do, they end up they're, they're doing the the training, but mm-hmm. then they end up just doing a wee dance. I just thought that was really sweet. Yeah. But I can see why you would think it's creepy. But I I don't think that's intention. I don't think he has any ulterior motives at all. I just think he's a genuinely nice guy. It's definitely the sign of something being written by a man because yeah, that yeah. is the sort of thing where I think most young girls would be if not completely creeped out like just a little uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's that thing of like you know i saw the movie she said yesterday are you familiar no it's about um jody Cantor and um megan tui the women um from the new york times that broke that um weinstein story Mm -hmm. and it's just all about them investigating weinstein and everything and at one point they're talking to a man and he's like talking about how these things were more acceptable back in the day and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, it makes me think of like that kind of thinking that, oh, these things were okay when it's like these days you wouldn't have a movie like this where the no. gym teacher, the male gym teacher walked into, you know, to be alone with the teenage girl. But like, and people would be like, well, it was acceptable back in the day. And it's like, no, girls were uncomfortable. You just, we weren't allowed to say anything. Like, yeah. it's that people think, oh, times have changed and like women have changed how they feel about these things. It was like, no, 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 we don't. No. I, well, if anything, the way we've changed is instead of thinking we're being ridiculous for being uncomfortable, we now understand, oh no, this is inappropriate. Yeah. It was definitely written by someone who thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, someone who did understand that, you know, that women were uncomfortable with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, I genuinely don't think that there was any. Okay. Yeah, and it was really hard for me to tell. Yeah, yeah. Because he looks quite creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, well, and that there was that one teacher that was talking about the poems that the student wrote him. Yeah. So, like, I'm already predisposed to thinking these teachers are creepy. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that he's the because he walks out he walks out the room at that point yeah. when they're saying that. So I think that's shown that he's different, that he's just he's not into the students, he's just wanting to do his job. Yeah. So uh talking about that, my second problem is uh Steve, who is Gregory's best friend, mm-hmm. the one who does all the cooking. Yeah. Um, they're in uh, home economics is what sh- what we call it, mm-hmm. cooking class. But it's home economics because we would do home economics. I don't know, I don't know what it's like in America, but like there would be weeks where we would do cooking, and then it would be like sewing. Mm-hmm. I never took it, but we had that. Like I don't know. Yeah, like that was the class where, um, like I think that was the class where, um, where they get, um, the fake babies, and they have to take care of the fake babies for a yeah. week. You never had that. So. Yeah, it's. I'm really glad I never took that class. Yeah. I think, did my sister do that? I think my sister did that. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. Well, Steve just slaps this girl in the bum. Yeah. Just gives her a little slap in the arse when she's walking away. And, again, 
that was acceptable. But I mean, the girl doesn't do anything. She doesn't. So it's you know obviously written by a man who mm-hmm. thinks that that's okay. That the girl doesn't like turn around and slap him or anything because in real life she probably would or tell him to fuck off. Yeah. It's Scotland, so she probably would have called him a prick because pricks used a lot in this movie. And when he gives her a wee tap in the arse, there's a handprint on her bum. So I just thought that that was a bit odd to be sort of smacking the bum. There was no need for it. The funny thing to me about Steve is I felt like he looked kind of like, just a little, like the guy, Um, I can't believe I can't remember his name because I love him so much, Um, but the main guy from The Bear... Are you familiar with the bear? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's about a chef. Uh, there was there was something about him that reminded me of him, and I was like, that's that's weird. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I see that. By the way, the bear is a really good show. I don't know if you've watched it, but... Uh, not yet. It's on Disney Plus here, so I'll give it a try at some There's point. an episode that is, um, with the exception of sh- some shots at the beginning of people walking to work, it is an 18-minute an long shot. Oh, really? And considering all the chaos that's happening in the episode, it's insane. That Like, I didn't realize it was one shot, and then I read about it and was like, crap. So I had to go watch it again. So I watched the episode <laughs> again, and then I told my friend, who used to be a chef, so like he loves the show. Um, I told <laughs> him it was one shot, so then I ended up having to watch it with him. So I've seen that episode three right. times, and it's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it then. Um, it's not usually my kind of thing. You know, I, I like my horror or my sci-fi or action or something, but occasionally I'll watch a, maybe watch a comedy drama or whatever. I never would have watched it, but I was at my friend's house. Um, we had been out drinking, and we went back to his house. No one was there, but for some reason the bear was on. Like, the TV was just on, and he made me watch some of it, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this. And so then the next week I watched the whole thing, because it's like eight episodes. Yeah. Um, but I well, never... you have me intrigued so, with the one-shot thing. Mm-hmm. So I really like one-shots. I do, too. Um, and TV shows as well. It's like uh, the house and... Haunt- what is it? House and... Haunted How House, that's it. Mm. The, that's got an episode that's pretty much just... It's, there is edits in it, mm-hmm. but like it's presented like it's one-shot. Up until a certain point, and that's amazing. So, yeah, that was a really good show. Um, So, my third problem, technically... Uh, No, wait, I've said all my problems. Yeah, you said all your problems. <laughs> your problem, sorry. Your, your last problem. I mean, this movie was harmless enough that I don't have a ton of problems. So, I'm just going to say... Yeah. I... And I have a complicated relationship with this word. But they say tits a lot. Nay. Right. And I hate the word tits, but I've also found myself using it sometimes because I feel like sometimes there isn't a proper substitute. Like saying something like breasts or boobs doesn't really work in the same way. And so like for some reason I hate the word, but I also understand that it's necessary. It's kind of like I don't hate the word moist, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people do. (laughs) I know a lot of people do. But there's like certain times you say the word moist where there's just not a good substitute. Yeah, like you you don't want to say this cake is wet. Like that doesn't yeah, work. It's but it's like not, the cake is no. moist, right? Yeah. And so they say tits, and I cringe. But I I also can't say, oh, they should have said something else because I don't know if there's a good substitute. And that's one of the things that drives me the the craziest about that word is that I feel like I can't completely hate it because it works sometimes. Yeah. They also say fanny. I like Fanny. I think we should, people should start saying Fanny more. That's that's our go-to word for um, vagina in the UK. Well, Scotland mostly is Fanny. But it's also used as a term of endearment. Oh, when we say Fanny, it's butt. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's vagina here. That's weird. I don't so, like that. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> 
yeah, that's funny. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's what it means over here. Okay. You know, I think I knew that at some point, and then I just forgot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've said it to you at some point. Probably. Um, but the the whole like um like saying cunt is a term of endearment mm-hmm. in Scotland, so it's funny. It's just the same thing. It's like, oh yeah, funny, how you do <laughs> maybe if somebody's made the mistake, it's like, Oh, you're a fanny. You know, that kind of thing. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can see your face, Jen. There was and I agree with it. There was a period of time about twenty years ago, um, fifteen, twenty years ago, when most of what I read was what people would call chicklet. Um, mm-hmm. where like honestly, the plot of almost every book is like this woman works in publishing or she works at a news station or something. It's almost always publishing though. And of mm-hmm. course, like she she has a thing for a guy and then the other the right guy was under her nose all along. The usual. Um like they all they all are very similar to Bridget Jones. She's just like a little overweight or whatever. Um but and I didn't do this on purpose, but it seemed like most of the books I bought without knowing where they were from, all ended up being from the UK. <laughs> like, they were all from the UK. There's this one um, Irish author, Marianne Keyes, and right. I have, like, a million of her books, and it's just, like, that's what I was into at the time, and somehow I ended up being drawn to all these these books, mostly British, but not completely British, like, books from the UK. And so, like, 20 years ago, I really knew my slang. I had <laughs> all my slang down. And now I've forgotten everything I learned. Like when, I can't remember who it is, the, the one with the glasses who takes the pictures, where he says, what is it, in a, a thousand years or something, there'll be no men, no women, just a world full of wankers. Yeah. Yeah, wanker's a good word. I like I like wanker. Um, it means masturbator, but yeah. I still like the word as an insult to someone. Yeah, I should start calling people that. That That is one word I do know. Uh, yeah. I, I should wanker. be one of those obnoxious people that like, works like foreign slang into my vocabulary yeah. and just annoys everybody with it. This movie was originally rated A in the UK before we got all the fancy certificates of 15 and 18 mm-hmm. and everything. It was rated A, which means like adult, mm-hmm. right? And then because of the language, obviously, and because there's naked breasts at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That when it was released in DVD, it was rated PG. But I, I imagine they must have edited some stuff out of that. For the PG, because we don't usually allow like naked breasts in PGs. Sometimes we would, but but not under that circumstance. Like when they're perving on this woman, this nurse. I don't, there's and then um, naked boobs in a uh, sixteen candles, and that's PG. Yeah, but not in the UK. It's a fifteen. In oh, the UK. okay, gotcha. Gregory's girl's never been rated um fifteen, but so it's been A then PG, but then once it once um twelve certificate was released, it was. Twelve. Now it's six is at twelve, which mm-hmm. is perfectly fine for it. I don't. I've never saw the PG version. I don't think, but imagine the word wanker would have been cut out as well because that uh, that word is not allowed in PG either because of what it means. Or fanny, I imagine, mm-hmm. wouldn't be allowed in a PG either. But I've never seen the PG version, so I don't know. But I know that it was originally released on VHS and DVD as PG, but now it's twelve. So, but I don't know. So. My positive is Dorothy. I think Dorothy was like a pioneer for women's football. Um, It was a really big deal that there was a girl playing football in a movie. Mm-hmm. In a way, this movie is quite progressive, that sort of thing, because 1988 was unheard of. But now, like, women's football is fucking everywhere. There was a, football, a women's football match on BBC One today. 
um, as we record this on Sunday, uh, there was a women's football match on this afternoon. Um, so it's everywhere now. Women's football is a very big deal. Maybe like um, people watching it would be like, oh, that's, you know, a girl playing football. Mm-hmm. But it's never really treated that way. It, it, there is people who doubt it in the movie, mm-hmm. but she, and she doesn't even have to really prove herself. We never see, there's never like a big game where she has to prove herself. Yeah. Do you know? It's just the, the PE teacher accepts her and that's, that's good enough for the movie. Mm-hmm. But I do like Dorothy. Yeah. I think Dorothy, I think Dorothy's a good character. I think she's, she's well written enough and she does just sort of, even though the, the script is written by a man who thinks it's perfectly acceptable for an older window cleaner to perv on a girl for a window, mm-hmm. she just laughs it off. It's just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but I do think she's a good, well-written, strong sort of female teenage character that you'd never really saw in British movies much back then. Mm-hmm. Also, she doesn't belittle Gregory. She doesn't, like... It, it's not like... She stands him up, but she's, she's setting him up with her friend. Yeah. She's, it's not as though she's, like, being a mean girl about mm-hmm. it or anything or, or how dare he want out with me or whatever. She's really just, you know... Just letting them down nicely and just introducing them to her friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so my positive is Dorothy. Okay. What's yours? Um, I'm having trouble deciding, so I'll just go with two. <laughs> I have two. Mm-hmm. One is uh, Madeline. Yeah, oh, yeah, Madeline would be. Yeah. That's a very similar character to Chloe Grace Moretz in um, 500 Days of Summer, mm. um, which is a character I like, like the wise younger sister. Mm-hmm. Who seems to know way more than she should at that age. Yeah. Um, I really, really like that. She reminded me a lot of, of, and that was the first thing I saw Chloe Grace Moretz in, and she won me over instantly in that movie. Yeah. And it was a very similar character, and I liked her. Um, I liked the way she spoke, but that she's she speaks beyond her years, but is also very aware she's a child. Yeah. Like, it's not like she's pretending to be older or more sophisticated than she is. She's just a wise kid. Um, yeah, she even says because Gregory, she says to Gregory that the the one that you love is the person you dream about, mm-hmm. and Gregory says, "What do you dream about?" And she says, "Ice cream or whatever." Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm still a kid. Yeah. Um. So you know she's not there yet. Yeah. And that's you know it's great that they acknowledge that it's like she knows things, but she's not there herself. She's still just living mm-hmm. life as a child. She, <laughs> she's just a very smart one. And I criticize that one scene for being like you know clearly written by a man, like that that's a situation yeah. that a man would write, but. I do like the women in this movie, the girls in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I do think they're well-written. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, if you compare it to uh, American movies from around this time, mm-hmm. the guys are, even the worst guys in this movie are gentlemen. Like, <laughs> the stuff we had, like, Porky's and shit, like, the stuff that we had here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Just comparing the kind of pervy teens in this movie to the pervy teens in American mm-hmm. movies, it's a very, very different thing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I do appreciate that. Like like you said, this movie is pretty progressive for the time. It is. The other the other positive I have is, you know, this this whole movie is about Gregory's infatuation with Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And he has a thing on for her at the beginning, I mean, it's basically based on the fact that she's cute and she plays football, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um he hasn't actually talked to her. Or anything. No. It's not as bad as Splash. As mm-hmm. far as the like yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. love with this person that I don't know anything about. But um yeah. and so then when he gets set up with Susan, 
I was waiting for him to be like still thinking about Dorothy and stuff. Yeah. But he instantly just moves on and enjoys Susan's company. Yeah. And I love that the movie is like that it ends with him just being like, well, I'm going to like this person that likes me and that it's not that he's conflicted, like he's choosing between two girls or anything like that, that it's just like, yeah, he just moves on. He doesn't seem heartbroken or anything like he he he's, no. he's bummed at first, but then like he accepts it. And I, I don't know. I just thought the ending was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Because he realizes that someone likes him mm-hmm. and uh, likes him for who he is. Uh, a big dork. Yeah. And um <laughs> and she goes along with the dancing dancing on the ground and stuff like that. And it's just really sweet. Yeah. It's a really nice ending. It's just really sweet that he finds this person and it's not like most movies like this, you know, he would have ended up with Dorothy. Yeah. Like it would have been like boy falls in love with girl and then she falls in love back or whatever. Yeah. And but it's yeah. yeah. Um or or like in the case of uh and I'm going to mention this movie again, even though we probably won't cover it because you would pick it and I can't because it was 1997, but Trojan War. Mm-hmm. Um, where in Trojan War, Wilfredell fancies someone um, and then tries to get a condom to have sex with, with Marley Shelton. And then they, he finally discovers that he actually does like his friend Jennifer LaPue. Mm-hmm. And then they end up together. And it's not like that because um, in, in Trojan War, like in the American movie, mm-hmm. Um, Marley Shelton has prone to, proven to be a bit of a bitch, um, and uh, but that's nothing like that here yeah. because Dorothy is nice mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to let him down horribly. So and she knows that Susan likes him, and she probably, I mean, saw that Gregory would probably like Susan if he gave her a chance, mm-hmm. and she set them up, and I thought that was really nice. Uh, it's not something that you usually see in movies and romantic comedies, teen comedies. Yeah, it's very sweet. I can understand why it's the kind of movie that they would show in school. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like they have- well giggled when they said Fanny. So. <laughs> in fact, maybe that maybe they didn't say Fanny. Ah, maybe we did watch the PG <laughs> version in school. We probably did watch the PG version in school. Ah, I never thought about that. Or it was the edited version on TV. Right. Okay, here we go. It's a mystery solved. We must have done. Because I don't remember the boobs at the beginning. Yeah. So. <laughs> I had I had a thought watching this movie, and I've had this thought before, but I just, Americans like to talk about how, like, certain accents are hard to understand, right? Like, I know that there's, yeah. and I don't know which version I watched, but I know there's a version where they tone down the accent accents mm-hmm. for this movie? Oh, you can tell. The, the, the dubbed version sounds dubbed. Okay. You can okay. tell. Okay, then that's not what I watched. No. But, and like, you know, I had the subtitles on as a precaution, but I didn't need it that much. But yeah, there were some lines yeah. where it's like, if I hadn't been reading the words, I wouldn't have understood what they yeah. were saying. And I'm, you know, we... Well, you've recorded by me for three yeah. years. So. so, you know, we, 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 we say like there are certain accents we don't understand. And I'm just like, does, who thinks that about us? Hmm. Like, there's got to be someone who thinks an American accent is hard to understand, right? Yeah. I mean, I... I mean, there are some. I know that our pop culture is more popular around the world than other countries. So yeah. you you all would be more used to our accents than we would yours. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just really curious who out there has, a, has trouble with American accents. 
there's bound to be there's bound to be someone and if if there is is it, is it all accents or just certain ones like are southern accents hard for some people or what? yeah i imagine there would some some would be yeah the dubbed version for america is um atrocious okay. it takes away quite a lot of the the humor and a lot of the the sweetness because it's people recording their lines again dubbing them over like a year or two after <laughs> they made the movie mm-hmm. and they probably just don't give a shit and it's just it's weird because I don't I mean obviously I'm Scottish right mm-hmm. but I'm not from Cumbernauld where this was filmed I'm not from Glasgow where a lot of the cast are from right that's that's North Lanarkshire all that well North Lanarkshire's Cumbernauld but Glasgow Central. We're closer to Glasgow where I am. Uh, Cumbernauld's about thirty miles away from us right now. Um, as I'm sitting here, thirty miles, <laughs> and it was quite a relatively relatively new town at the time. Um, I think it was only like twenty years old when this movie was filmed, and the school that they shot in, uh, Arbenhill High, uh, that was actually just a brand new school. It was only it opened in like nineteen seventy eight or something. Mm-hmm. So they they were filming in a brand new school, which is, you know, but it still looks like an old school, which is weird, but that's just what Scottish schools look like. But that school was actually um, closed down and abolished, uh, abolished? Closed down and demolished in uh, 2014. So that school's no longer there. So all the students moved to Cumbernauld High. Uh, But anyway, there was an advert. I remember this advert, Jen, on Scottish TV during the 1980s where it was trying to sell people on living in Cumbernauld. There was a, 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 a advertising campaign where it was like, uh, there's a town where people from all over want to move and settle down. And uh, you would hear people saying, what's it called? And then they would do this for like throughout the 30, 30 seconds or whatever. And it's like, what's it called? And at the end they would go, Cumbernauld, because <laughs> it rhymes with what's it called. Yeah. Um, and we remember that. We used to say that at school all the time. <laughs> Like, if someone would say, what's it called, or, you know, something like that, we would shout, come on all. I remember <laughs> that. Anyway, my just a couple of quick notes before we go. There's a poster of the Muppets in the school, and it's promoting uh, dental hygiene, which I can appreciate. <laughs> I love that poster. I do love Madeline, but she's introduced, like, 40 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. which is strange. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, he has a sister? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we meet his dad. We never see his mum, mm-hmm. uh, but we know his mum exists, and his mum's around. Madeline just turns up 40 minutes in. We should have seen her at the beginning, like when he's getting ready to go to school and stuff. We should have met her. Um, although they're in different schools, obviously, because she's only 10. She'd been primary. The movie had such a small budget, Jen, that a lot of the clothes that the characters are wearing are their own clothes, nice. the actor's own clothes. I like that. So imagine that is, that is genuinely Claire Grogan's berry mm-hmm. at the end. She's wearing her own berry. That's just what she wears. <laughs> That's how she dresses. Nice. Yeah. Um, one piece of trivia I read on IMDb that I just want to point out is when they go to get chips, uh, they say they're going to go to Capaldi's. And I'm like, oh, like Peter Capaldi. And then it turns mm. out that his relative owned owned it. And so it was actually Peter Capaldi's relative. Yeah. Next week, Jen, we're starting our Christmas movies. Um, for us, it'll be early because it'll still be in November. But for mm-hmm. listeners, it'll be in December when they listen to the episode. So... Jen's pick is our first Christmas movie, and please be gentle, Jen. What is it? Um, <laughs> God, I've I've been having problems with this. Um, am I picking one or two? You're picking. Well, you're picking 
two in total, but one for next week. Okay, so it's I have your pick, your pick, my pick, your pick, Home Alone two, and then my pick. Okay, that's what I thought. So I had it narrowed down to two, yeah. so I'll just pick one of the two. Um, yeah. Because whenever I think about Christmas movies I saw when I was younger, I mostly think of Home Alone and One Magic Christmas, and we already did those. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, but that's like, it. Now that I'm thinking about it, there aren't really that many Christmas movies that I watched as a kid, which is weird. I mean, and TV specials or anything, anything like that, that, um, you know, it doesn't have to be theatrical movie. It can be anything. Well, I'm going to go with the Santa Claus. Fair enough. And it's, I mean, it's obviously on my mind a lot, too, because they just did that show, which my understanding is it's very religious. But I, I remember liking the Santa Claus when I was younger, and I love David Crumholtz, and David Crumholtz is in it. Yeah. The only reason I would watch the new show is just because I want to see David Crumholtz. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. As an adult, obviously. He 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 used to actually, like, we used to have conversations on Twitter, and, like, 12-year-old me was so excited because I loved him so much when I was a kid, but then he, then he <laughs> left Twitter, and uh, I was very sad. He, All right. He's a very depressed guy, though. Oh. <laughs> Some of his tweets were really bummers, but in the Santa Claus... I don't think he's depressing. So, and I was a huge right. Tim Allen fan when I was a kid because I watched Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right, so we'll talk about that next week. So that's all I have time for. Uh, if you want to contact us uh, at Drop the Pipe Pod on Twitter, uh, you mean uh, what's so? What's the problem? Oh, do we have we're on Twitter? I don't even. No. Okay. No. It's okay. Just, I was like, dra- for some reason, that threw me. One. Right, I, I say that every that week. Yeah. I know, I don't know why it came that time. <laughs> yeah, um, no. no. My old podcast is the handle, um, okay. but I just I've just haven't changed it or anything. I've just kept it as uh, Drop the Pipe Pod. Um, shiftthebest.co.uk's website, contact at shiftthebest.co.uk is the email address. Where can people follow you online, Jen? I'm at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter, on Elon Musk's Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've joined Mastodon, so I'm going to see how that goes, but I haven't, I haven't sussed it out yet. Yeah, um, I went and saw a movie yesterday, and when I got out of the theater and checked my phone, like half the notifications were just about Trump having his Twitter reinstated. Yeah, I, 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 I muted all that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll speak till next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. small boys.